0: Radio High Five with the explosion.
1: and 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 Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis.
2: Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. With
1: your favorite hosts. Turtle. Yeah, I'm gonna take myself. I will never go against
0: myself. Prime time. He's going to the danger zone. Let's go. And producer Tony.
1: This is only mic time I get, buddy. So just sit back, relax, and strap it down.
2: Skull, so use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. Let me ask you this
0: question. Do you like magic? It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this.
1: Hey fellas, I love the podcast.
2: Music created by Brian Swanson. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Football Scoop and... Boop. I am your host. For this week, Uh, filling in for the regular hosts, Tony and Primetime, who are sliding roles. We've got Primetime in the co-host seat, which I guess you're used to, so say hello to the lovely people, Primetime.
0: Uh, Hello, Giuseppe. It's nice to have you back, and I am not used to this seat at all.
2: (laughs) Okay, I did not know that Tony had asked you to do extra duties while uh while I was gone, but I know for now the primary objective, Tony is to make sure we produce this thing, get it off the ground running, and to be able to record for more than two minutes unlike what we were able to do yesterday in three attempts. So how's it going, Tony? you feeling better about our situation, our chances tonight?
1: uh well, we're thirty seconds in and it hasn't crashed yet, so I think that's I think we're making progress here uh yeah uh full f- <laughs> Behind the curtain here, uh, we had some major issues on my laptop, which I used to record the podcast. Normally, um, it would just it would run for about two minutes and then it would crash. So I guess once we get the two minute mark, uh, we'll, we'll know we we figured it out. But uh, I am very glad to have you back just up just for one night only.
2: It's amazing because you guys are showering me with praise when. I'm sending in audio clips and things like that. And all I hear is you guys shit all over me. So this is kind of like an interesting situation. It's kind of, you know, I'm in the room. So you say nice things. And then when I leave the room, you go back to, to tearing me down. So you know what? I'll take it. I'll be, I'm in the room this week and uh, it, it's good to be back. It's a, it's an enjoyable experience. I do miss casting. I do miss being able to talk about football. I do want to, say point out one thing before we go into do the recap of the bowl games and then the playoff games is that i'm kind of sad that i feel as though i've been watching more football seven hours away in italy where i have to kind of let's say circumvent the normal system in order to watch games that you guys who have full access to it um every week so what gives why are you guys not watching football you know that the season's only like three to four months it's only one day a week, really. You have to dedicate it. You can punt on the Monday games. We all know how shitty the Thursday night games are. And if you want proof of it, turn on the Twitch <laughs> or Amazon right now to watch that barn burner of a Jacksonville versus Jets game. What is the root cause of you guys not watching football anymore?
1: Bishop, I'll let you take this one since I feel like this is aimed at you.
0: Oh yeah, it probably is. Uh, it's definitely not as entertaining as it used to be. Obviously, like uh, the days of us watching it, like at you know your place or Santino's with the five TV setup we used to have. It's like once you go there, it's everything after that's just you know uh, not the same. Plus, the game is pretty unwatchable now with how bad these players are playing. I don't know. It, it still seems. Uh, like they're in preseason mode does that make any sense okay
2: yeah it does i think probably what the way you need or the way to reconcile that for you is you need access to red zone yeah because it cuts out all the fat like all the things that you're complaining about are oh the i i, I have an experience when you just sit down to watch a game oh you do and still you feel it's that bad because they yes. usually highlight only like Positive things and good plays or exciting plays and things like that. No, I
0: actually I think the reason why I stopped is because I liked watching the 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 fat as you called it. Like when when you know <laughs> uh, the old setup was like you had constant football on all the time. Uh, I like watching yeah. the stuff in between the twenties. I feel like that's how I could tell okay. who to start based on how hot they are, not just if that team scored a touchdown. You know what I'm saying?
2: I get it. That makes sense okay no i'm just i'm just curious because um i do remember i think sasha sent in an email uh, a couple of months back and he he basically proposed whether like which would you eliminate the ability of playing fantasy football but allows you to watch or the ability to the or sorry vice versa right it was you could still gamble on the sport but you could watch it or you could never gamble and you could watch it and you guys all said that you'd prefer to not watch him gamble on it and i thought that was absolutely absurd but um i guess like you guys said you're more interested now in the fantasy aspect of it because the game itself isn't as entertaining as it used to be okay uh it's an interesting thought i i've not felt that way but you know i think it's just the game's evolving and you have to kind of accept that and It's an experimental mode where they're adding games and changing rules and things like that where it's never going to be perfect or it's never going to be how it used to be, but you just got to take it for what it is. And I think every week there's still enough good in there that I I find it to be entertaining. I can't wait week in, week out, but I can see your guys' perspective as well.
1: Uh, I wouldn't say you guys. Uh, I mean, I I still watch an assload of football, man. I'm watching three games at once in the basement. I'm watching primetime. I'm watching more football than my wife would like me to watch, but like, as you get older, like things happen on the weekends more. Like you got fucking shit you gotta do. It's it's sometimes just it's a pain to just dedicate eight hours of football in a day, and uh, that's that's my mm-hmm. struggle really. I don't. I still like it. I just sometimes it's hard to fit it in schedule wise. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's my one positive, right, is I can only really watch the early games because by the time the, the 3 o'clock games start, it's like 10.30. So yeah. I'm asleep by halftime of those games because I've got to work the next day and stuff. So that makes sense. All right, uh, so we'll do preview or sorry, recaps, excuse me, of the bowl games. Then in, we'll go into the playoff games, and then we'll we'll switch over to the preview for championship week. So this past week was... The first week of the playoffs, along with bowl games and the next, you know, this current week that we're kind of in at this point <laughs> is uh, rumble, two week rumble and uh, the championship and third place game. So we'll do that. We'll, we'll try to go through these games pretty quick in terms of the bowl games. And then we'll go into the, the main ones. First game uh, I've got on my side was uh, K-Wall's robot unicorn attack against my Ted Lasso way. I was the first one to challenge somebody. And I challenged K-Wall, and it was a close game, 92-88. I wish he would have known that we were playing each other. It might have changed the outcome because he probably would have played Joe Burrow, and he would have beat me. So I guess I should be thankful that I was able to to win the matchup. But the the big turning point, I think, in this game was the fact that he had a couple of his big guns. Well, Matt Collins isn't a big gun, but he had one of his big guns, and Josh Jacobs going out against New England, and uh, New England had a funny ending to their uh, their game. Tony, I know that um, you've you watched it, and I'm sure everybody else has, but how would you describe the way the game that ended on, uh, on Sunday afternoon?
1: Uh, I would explain it as hilariously unnecessary. <laughs> Cause they were tied. Yeah. They were tied. And like, they ran the play where like you, you run that play when you're down and you have one second left. And that's the play where you, you, you run, a, you run forward, you turn around, you pitch it to the guy behind you. You're basically trying to create like a music city miracle kind of situation. And they did that with mm-hmm. the game tied. They could have just taken a knee or got tackled and went to overtime. Uh But Ramondre Stevenson breaks a big run. Turns around, hands it to Jacoby Myers. <laughs> Jacoby Myers throws it like twenty yards down fe- in, in the backfield to Mac Jones of all people, and uh, Chandler Jones, I think, is the guy that got it right. Um,
2: yes, that's correct.
1: He intercepts it, buries He's him with a stiff them. arm, and then runs in for a touchdown.
2: Yes, <laughs> I love that stiff arm so much. Oh, uh, Bishop, that's what makes football great when a play like that happens and the first thing people want to do is make sure they can take a shot at the quarterback and he did it in the most legal fashion because the quarterback was the intended receiver of the back pass. And yeah, it was, it was fantastic. I was very, very happy to see that, especially since it's a Belichick team, like Belichick coached teams are not supposed to have these types of like four fundamentals, bad, like uh, what's it called? Like brain farts or whatever you want to call it. It's just, It was absolutely hysterical. And I've actually heard, I still don't believe it, but there's like rumblings about the Patriots wanting Belichick to like go away. (laughs) They want (laughs) to, they they want him to retire or something so they can kind of uh, start the next era in, uh, in, in new England. But you know, like, what do you do? You can't get rid of him. So there's, you know, talks about potentially, you know, if they can find a suitor for a trade, like, Kind of like what happened with uh, what's his face Gruden, that they would uh, they would entertain that. And one of the places they were talking about was Houston, because that one guy who's in the front office comes from New England, yeah. And he might make a move for it. And they've got they're sitting on a ton of picks. They're going to have uh, the first pick in the draft, so they'll be drafting a quarterback, so he can kind of develop that guy or whatever. So that was one of the rumors, but I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. So, But that was the only thing I really wanted to talk about this matchup. This, it was just pretty, pretty average. To 80, I guess, pretty scoring. But, I mean... Uh, I don't want to really steal the thunder for m- most of these games and save them for the playoffs. I have if, one thing if, I want to say. You know, it's at least my thinking of it. I have okay. one,
1: one thing I want to say is that you started Boston Scott, and he did not touch the football.
2: I did. Because I thought that Philly was just going to absolutely demolish the Bears on offense... And, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that the Bears were able to not only keep up with them, but they were they had the lead in, in yeah. uh, I think, one portion of the game, if I'm not mistaken, in the first half. And so I figured, like, Boston – and Boston's got the week prior against the Giants had a lot of action. So I'm like, all right, this is going to be fine. I Actually, if you want a fun fact, I've gotten zero points out of my number two running back, I think, three or four weeks in a row. I cannot find anybody in free agency who will score a point And the guys who I got rid of who had zero points end up scoring points eventually for somebody else like Chubba Hubbard. He did it. Um, I forgot who else it was that I had picked up and then got rid of it. I cannot find uh, a person. It's, it's been uh, remarkable. So I hate it, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, fantasy football has not been fun for me this year. And then the guy who I, you know, J.K. Dobbins now seems to be the guy who I thought he was going to be, but I couldn't afford to keep him on, you know, my roster for twelve weeks of inactivity. But I digress. Hopefully, I have a better better luck drafting that next year. Um, speaking of a good opportunity in drafting next year, next matchup we've got Santino's Wolf Pup against Prime Time's Nitro and Primetime, Hundred and twenty-five points. You were almost the highest scoring team overall. What the hell happened to this this team? How did What did you do to unleash the beast against Santino here?
0: Just my kicker, it looks like. Because uh, well I and George Kittle. George Kittle decided <laughs> to show up. Uh, I haven't seen his name called in a few weeks. But uh, yeah, apparently the Colts kicker is like the greatest kicker of all time. I don't even know who it is. Is it still that guy with the glasses? No. No, no it is that not guy. Rodrigo yeah. Blankensky. Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, I drafted
2: yeah. the Colts kicker, fun fact, prime time, and I cut him once they cut that guy.
0: <laughs> oh, really? I picked him up because I thought it was that yeah. guy. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just lucky when it doesn't matter, is, I guess, is the the thing. I was really hoping this would have been a bowl week because I could have used those points for oh, – I'm sorry, uh, rumble week. I would have taken some rumble points there. But, uh, yeah, I don't really have much to talk about. Kirk Cousins decided to show up.
2: Yeah, that was an unbelievable game. I was flying from Italy to the U.S., so I missed all of it. But from what I've understood, Minnesota was down 33 to nothing. Yep. And they won 39 to 36. How in the world does something like that happen? Uh, well, and I'm asking this as a legitimate question. Like, how does this happen? Like, did you? Um, did anybody actually watch? Like, I yep. think this is one of those things that, like, did anybody actually witness this comeback? Because everybody must have turned the TV off when they saw the score and the blowout, right?
1: I saw the entire game, and uh, the first wow. half, the Vikings played about the worst half of football I've seen in a long time. Like interceptions, fumbles, uh, just couldn't get anything going, right? And then. Mm-hmm. Then Kirky turns it on in the second half. Four touchdowns, ends up with, like, 400 yards, 460 yards passing. And uh, Matt Ryan, known for the biggest choke job in Super Bowl history, now owns the biggest choke job in NFL history. So congrats to you, Matt Ryan.
2: The legacy he's leaving. Yes, yes. Matt Ryan so jeff saturday. <laughs> yeah, that guy that guy needs to go back He's to ESPN. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> it's so funny because he won his first game as a coach, right? And everybody's like, "Oh, maybe you don't need to be a coach to be successful in the NFL with experience." And sure enough, we're seeing why you do need to know a little bit about coaching in order to be successful in the NFL as a head coach. I mean, Santino got a really good game out of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Keenan Allen seems to be healthy and doing what I thought he would do when I drafted him. In the last four or five weeks, he's putting up double digits every single week. And if you were to extrapolate that, he'd be a top 20 wide receiver. So congrats on Santino on picking up. He, he fleeced me in that trade. He picks up a nice keeper going into next year, as much as you guys want to say the opposite. But he ends up winning that trade because I'm on the outside looking in, and he has somebody who's viable to keep. A.J. Brown is the best wide receiver in fantasy this year I think I mean I know that Justin Jefferson probably uh, is the more like polished overall wide receiver but AJ Brown in a game where like nothing happened still was able to catch nine for 181 and uh, yeah nothing nothing doing for Santino beyond those couple of guys but uh, we have he he has another opportunity as we'll we'll see later on uh, next game we have the um BDI challenged or Turtle, I believe, right? Or vice versa. Do you remember which what was the order of this one?
1: I, I think I think Turtle challenged BDI. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but okay. uh this this was like the uh gender oh fuck the I can't remember <laughs> the gender Bonon af- thing? gender affirmation bowl sponsored by the Democratic Party, I believe. Okay. Yeah, because I
2: think originally BDI was like Challenge you to the, your ability to be called Turtle versus Adam or something ridiculous like that, and yeah. then Turtle cleaned it up a little bit. So, <laughs> and he also cleaned up the game too. But over, he, doub- he more than doubled up BDI. <laughs> who put up a a ridiculously low 40 points, points. but yet raised his hand to be in the rumble, which is always one of those things that I find to be fascinating. When you're the lowest scoring team the week prior, you're like, you know what? This is a good sign. My team is trending in the right direction. Let me give you $10 so that way I can have an opportunity to win an undisclosed amount.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's a great call. I think it's a great call. Actually, (laughs) Turtle only needed two, two of his Vikings to win. Uh, he needed Justin <laughs> Jefferson yeah. and Dalvin Cook. They scored forty-one points. BDI's entire squad scored forty. So, <laughs> so I, BDI need
2: he almost needs yeah, him he... with just his Buccaneers too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're, they've been terrible this year in fantasy.
1: <laughs> so BDI is now they them for an entire year, I believe. So, yeah, enjoy that one, buddy.
2: Well, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, both of these guys played losing defenses, so that's nice to see. Uh, ex- it's kind of expected for teams that aren't in the playoffs to not know how to play the right defenses. I know that's been a big complaint this year, at least in the Discord. But yep. um, yeah, Turtle got a, I mean, he got a good, good enough performance out of Tom Brady. He got him 16 points, three touchdowns. He ended up throwing two picks and then fumbling twice. That's four turnovers for Tommy Terrific. Was, I hope he really hangs, up, hangs it up because – or maybe not. Who cares? Stay in the league. Nobody will draft you, and we can all laugh at how how the mighty have fallen. It's <laughs> up to you how you want to end your life, I guess, uh, Tom Brady. Yep. Uh, Godwin did have a good game, though, 8 for 83 and a touchdown. He must have done that all in the second half because Mike Evans had 8 for 80-something in the first half, and I'm like, oh, no, the first week I bench him, he's going to end up uh, having a good week, and then he didn't catch a single pass in the second half, so all the receivers I played over him. Worked out well. You mentioned Jeff- Justin Jefferson, who's just been an absolute monster this year. Uh, Sun God, ten points. I don't know, man. He's, he's been kind of disappointing this year personally. I think Jared Goff has had a really, really good year, better than I was expecting. But he, I'm around St. Brown between injuries and just uh, low performances. I, you know, I just expected a little bit more out of this guy. Um, I don't know, Tony. You've got him in another league, right? What What do you think? Has he been? Like has he hurt you in any specific week where it, like cost you a game because you were expecting Sutton, but then he was able to give or what?
1: Yeah, I actually had him in a playoff game last week, and uh, uh, I really needed like a thirty-point performance, and he ended up scoring like fourteen in that league. But I mean, yeah. if 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 ten points is his floor, I think that's that's excellent personally. Uh, he's going to have his boom games where he catches two touchdowns like he did on Thanksgiving. I want to say. Uh, but I don't know that that Detroit lions is a offensive juggernaut Bishop. Don't you agree with that?
0: So, yeah, I was just talking about this with someone at work yesterday. You remember last year, uh, the trade for Stafford for golf and everyone was like, Oh my God, the Rams fleeced the lions. They won the super bowl with Stafford. That's all they needed. Uh, I was like praying for the lions to go to the super bowl and win it just to hear everyone say the exact opposite now about the trade and be like, oh, the Rams are terrible with Stafford, but Goff is in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I just thought that would have been humorous. Uh, Lions are, fun, are for real, though.
2: I am surprised with the the turnaround that they've had. I mean, literally, the only game they've lost in the last two months was the on Thanksgiving to Buffalo, and they Buffalo hit like a game-winning field goal to <laughs> because detroit was was leading most of that game, so it yeah they've been they've been on a great streak which is which is nice to see, especially knowing that we know Micah and that the Bears are tanking anyway, so it's better to have the other teams beat good in the division, so uh, it makes it easier to to drop the game on purpose uh last game, we have Santino challenging Mike in what he called a Super Bowl rematch of last year, and uh I think there was uh, the the outcome was the winner uh, or the loser had to eat a plate of pasta and the winner also got a plate of pasta. So it was kind of a wash, but Santino gets the victory here, 73 to 63. Um, Mike's just had a really, really down year. I know you guys have said it multiple times. It's in, you know, I haven't gotten a chance to say, you know, my piece, but I actually thought that Pasquale's brother had done a really good job in drafting for him. I thought that he had a, a really good team on paper. But between injuries and just guys being ineffective, it's it's not been a good year for Mike. And then to, to boot, he cut Justin Fields before Justin Fields became this fantasy football phenom. And, you know, just a tough season, but at least he's in the, in the lottery. I mean, some of these guys who you'd expect to be really good have not been like Mark Andrews only put up four points for him. Uh, Debo Samuel must have gotten hurt or something like that. I don't know what happened there, but he got zero points. He got hurt last week. Um, he, he
1: didn't play. That's what happened. He didn't, oh, okay. he didn't play.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And it looks like if he would have played any of his other wide receivers, he would have won because Boyd put up 12 and Dotson put up 15. So, all right. He laid down to Santino. Good, good to see. Actually, it's kind of fitting for the the matchup, I guess. Santino <laughs> forgot to play a running back a couple of weeks prior, right? So, <laughs> yeah.
1: so just uh, that, but we've we've been uh, you know having fun with with Mike all season, and uh, I'm just curious: do they say, with all due respect, in Italy, since you've been living there for a little over a year now?
2: Uh no, that's not really a thing that they they do over there. It's okay. kind of. Uh, something that I noticed here that's, that's part of the, what's it called? The, 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 the world of like mob movies and stuff like that. Yeah. It, yeah. It's actually, I think if I'm not wrong, isn't it in like Eddie Murphy's raw or yeah, probably. one of his like famous standups, he talks about it. Like Italian people that what they'll do is it will insult you, but you think it's a compliment because they basically will call you like somebody famous in whatever, like race or, uh, gender, or whatever you are, and so you take it as a compliment, but they're really trying to insult you, and it's kind of like this whole s- same thing with this no disrespect uh, statement, or you know, like that sort of thing. You know, but right. I don't know. Like it's it's not a thing that exists in Italy. Sorry, okay. I wish I could confirm. Damn, it. being uh, Italian bishop. Roots, I think our uh, safety is uh, in danger. Is- yeah,
0: <laughs> I think we're supposed to do it because we're, or I, at least I am. I'm not Italian. Uh, Giuseppe obviously doesn't get to do it cuz in Italy there are a lot of people that are Italian so they don't have to do it amongst each other. Sure. It's already like implied. Yeah. but yeah. non-Italians have to do it. So that's why I I'm going to keep I'm going to continue to say it. Uh Mike, you have a phenomenal team and everything these guys said about you is 100% wrong. <laughs>
2: You know what you gotta you gotta do what's best for for you. You know what I mean. You gotta you gotta protect the house, prime time, and uh, whatever any means necessary. Yeah, I have I have Uh, I've had
0: zero horse heads delivered to my house (laughs) since I've been on the podcast, and I'm gonna continue doing that.
2: uh, Glad to hear that. Okay, so now we'll go into the actual playoff matchup. So, I guess we should start with the two versus three. Which is Micah's Serbia against uh, Tony's occasional crotch chop, and I mean RKO out of nowhere. Micah, highest scoring team in the league this week. He did it when it mattered most. One hundred and twenty-seven to ninety-one. Tough loss for you, Tony. But you know, there's really nothing you can do when you've when you've got Zay Jones lined up against you. I mean. He's just a force of nature that is unstoppable in fantasy football, as we can all see here. 30 points out of Zay Jones. Uh, Double touchdown game out of David Montgomery, who, I don't know, all reports, seems like he's on his way out of Chicago and other places. You must have been feeling pretty good after that Baltimore-Cleveland game based on what Nick Chubb was able to do, Tony. So kind of, I'll let you uh, give your perspective since you were involved in this game and I don't have a say, but please keep it under 16 minutes, please.
1: Uh, No promises. Um, So (laughs) this, this matchup was kind of fragmented because I had Christian McCaffrey on Thursday and he had his kicker, I think. Yeah. He had the Seahawks kicker. So Christian McCaffrey scores 20 and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm real happy. I think that's, you know, that's a great start, hot start. And then, I believe the the Cleveland Baltimore game was the the middle game of the Saturday games, and you know only six points. So I'm I'm feeling great. I'm like, yeah, that's if, if Nick Chubb had a big game, I'd be I'd be worried. So six points, no touchdowns. I'm feeling great. And then Saturday night happens where it's uh, the Buffalo Miami game, and I've got Josh Allen obviously and Jalen Waddle. Josh Allen goes out, scores four touchdowns, 33 points. Jalen Waddell catches a, a long-ass touchdown, so he gets like 15. And I'm up I'm up big, and I'm, I'm feeling awesome right now. So Saturday night is the pinnacle of my uh, enjoyment of fantasy football this weekend. <laughs> uh, things are going great, right? I got a huge lead. My, my impact players had big games. I'm feeling great. And then Sunday happened. (laughs) And it just didn't stop all all day for Micah. Ends up getting 26 out of Jalen Hurts, who had three rushing touchdowns, no passing touchdowns. Uh, I, for one, thought Miles Sanders was going to get all the touchdowns, but uh, apparently uh, they knew Micah was playing me. So uh, three touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. Two touchdowns from David Montgomery. One of them was kind of fluky because uh, Justin Fields stepped out of bounds. He almost scored a very long touchdown. That came back, and then Montgomery ends up scooping that one in. Uh, and then the big one was Zay motherfucking Jones. <laughs> uh, was not a a, a a number like a, like a, no brainer start for him. I, I feel like Travis ETN would have been a better play. Like if, if it was before the game, uh, but 30 points off six catches and three of those were touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's rough. That's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, congrats Mike on an excellent play, excellent decision. And then he gets, he gets a goddamn touchdown out of the Detroit lions and they end up beating the jets Bishop. How did they beat your jets? What, what the fuck?
0: I'm telling you, man, they, the NFL has a thing for the Jets. <laughs> they do not want the Jets to win. It is clearly, uh, you know, it's it's they're a working against the Jets. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think. In New York, you have the Lions who can't play in outdoor weather coming into the New York and beating the Jets. It's It was
2: ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you know who else doesn't want the Jets to win? Zach Wilson. Yeah. He, uh, he's, news alert. He's, we're, we're, he's uh, watching on the sidelines. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, we're we're recording right now, but Twitter is ablaze because somebody called Chris Strebler has replaced – Zach Wilson in this game. And the crowd in New York cheered as if Joe Namath came out onto the field when this random guy who nobody's heard of came onto the field because Zach Wilson was booed basically from the middle of the second quarter on in that game, and uh, he's been benched. So, yes, whoever the, the real person who wants New York to lose is not the NFL, but Zach Wilson, the starting quarterback of the New York Jets.
1: Yeah, he, he wants to go oh, to his man. mom's uh, book club. That's what he wants to do. Um, exactly. And finish, finish this this terrible game off for me. Like my guys did not perform out of the, 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 the two that I mentioned, uh, Christian Kirk. I mean, if he catches one of those, one or two of those touchdowns that Zay Jones gets, maybe we're, we're talking a different story here, but he only gets nine. And then the, 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 the dagger, as they say is Devante Adams and this dumb motherfucker, uh, Josh McDaniels, Five points, four catches, twenty-eight yards for Devontae fucking Adams? Like dude, you you gotta be brain dead to not get this guy the football. Like, I don't understand it. Uh it it really hurt me and uh now I'm going home. I, I mean my guy's put up ninety-one, which is I mean, that's pretty good in in most weeks, but everything was going right for Micah, so you were the better man this week, and congrats, and uh, I'm rooting for you in the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I mean, a couple of things here. The Adams the thing, I understand you're coming from Tony, but Belichick is also known to be able to shut down uh, a given player on the opposite side of the field, and Carr threw three touchdowns that game. So clearly they, the, the idea or the plan of attack for New England was to shut him down. So that's where you, you got lost there. I would be more upset with the Joe Mixon thing. Eleven carries for 21 yards. That's that's garbage. Yeah. And then I mean, he he salvaged the game by being able to catch those five balls. Otherwise, like that's who really let you down. Because Adams, you know, I can kind of see how he can get schemed against. But Cincinnati ended up, you know. They scored like 34 unanswered in that game to take a a, a size of a lead against Tampa. Tampa got a touch on very late to make it look more respectable of an only 11-point loss, but it wasn't even that close, and he couldn't accomplish anything on the ground. Micah, you know, smart play with the Zay Jones thing. Believe it or not, the only game Zay Jones has not gotten double digits in since week 10 was against Detroit. He's put up 10, 18, then the two against Detroit, 18, and then again, and then the 30 against Dallas. Oh, there's going to be one uh, so more. So he's been on a nice Someone's run. <laughs> Yeah, he's been on a nice run, but, you know, um, so that was definitely, like like you said, a very, like, aggressive play on his part, and, you know, it ended up working out well for him. So congrats, Micah. Uh, Very well done. You uh, have booked a ticket into the championship game, and your opponent comes from the next matchup, which was, I believe, Bill's leave, I can fly and uh cologne rocks on the other side so it was uh, the third matchup this year between these two opponents and uh Wee gets the better of matt which is the opposite of what happened the last game of the regular season so this is one of those things where the mclean team you know they 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 ran like a vanilla scheme last week of the regular season because they knew they were gonna play him in the playoffs and they saved their their best work for the playoff game this was a very close matchup 95 87. It did come down to uh, Monday night in terms of uh, Matt having an opportunity to win because he had Aaron Jones, while uh, Pee Wee McLean had uh, Christian Watson, right? And they had the lead going into that game. Jarek McKinnon had an unbelievable game for Pee Wee McLean, and him plus Patrick Mahomes, they combined for fifty-six of the ninety-five points. He's been a really re- a great revelation in free agency. The last few weeks, he's, put, he's putting up monster numbers. I think that, I mean, if he's not a free agent, I think we've identified who Kansas City is going to be using moving forward. I think Pacheco is going to maybe get some carries on the goal line or whatever, but McKinnon's the, the more dangerous running back here. Um, Garrett Wilson is a victim of Zach Wilson throwing him the ball, so he only put up seven <laughs> points. Uh, Tony, I know you've been a uh, very adamant anti-Christian Watson yes, guy, and yes. this game kind of proved it out. Oh. He only scored five points because he didn't get in the end zone, so that you know he was not uh, targeted as much. He was not as impactful as he, as he would have been under other circumstances. Um, primetime, you used to have Aaron Jones. I don't know if you watched much of that uh, Monday night game between Green Bay and the Rams, but... He ends up having a decent game in the end, but um, AJ Dillon has kind of taken a lot of the the work from him. Finally, after you know, people speculating all year, you as a former Aaron Jones fan, like, what do you like? What are your thoughts? Do you think that it's going to be a situation where they're going to keep committing? Do you think that he's gonna he's gonna you know uh, like retain the role? What, like, what are your thoughts there?
0: It's it's very hard to to predict Aaron Jones because uh, normally you have teams that go with the hot hand approach at running back. I feel like Aaron Jones isn't deserving of not having the ball taken, you know, like he's deserving of having the ball. Uh, He he doesn't really put up terrible weeks, but you still get AJ Dillon (laughs) coming in, you know what I'm saying? So it's like the, uh, the opposite effect of, with a hot hand. I, I think a lot of times Aaron Jones does well and then just like, yeah, he's doing well. We'll give AJ Dillon a shot. Like AJ Dillon hasn't like uh jumped up to grab the brass ring, you know what I'm saying? So they're just kind of like <laughs> yeah, letting him have scraps. That's what I, I, I have noticed. Do but you feel, I, I I kinda wanna Yeah, go ahead.
1: Do you feel like AJ Dillon has like the money in the bank uh briefcase that he gets to like come into the game whenever he wants, kind of deal? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I would say that. Like, <laughs> he didn't really earn it yeah. per se. Like, they they just show up after the bell rang and try to force a pin. But I, I kind of want to talk about Miles Sanders for a second. Oh, Wasn't man. he like the greatest running yeah. back of the last six weeks? And then, uh, you know, Philly has that tremendous game against the Bears, but all the rushing TDs went to uh, the quarterback. It's very, very unfortunate. Very fluky. Because, very fluky. Yeah. <clears throat> One touchdown to Miles Sanders with some yardage, and Matt beats Hee. It's uh, that was very, very unfortunate for Matt.
2: Uh, also, very. Yeah, unfortunate I mean, the other thing I is through.
1: Ramondre Stevenson on the bench. Sorry, up, it's hard to time this up here. Yeah,
2: that, that, no, no, that's exactly. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly where I was going. So please keep going.
1: Yeah, uh, tough play for Matt because Ramondre was questionable. Uh, all week. I don't think he practiced. And then it was kind of a late game. I think it was a 3 o'clock game. Um, So he decided to sit him, and it ended up costing him because he ends up scoring 20 points, uh, way better than Terry McLaurin or Mike Williams, who he could have put in instead. Uh, That that move alone would would have got Matt there and got him to the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. uh, The that was a unfortunate circumstance in terms of not being able to play him because the like you said he didn't practice all week everybody was talking about you know these other two random guys that were uh, time sharing the week he had gotten hurt and and you know you you can't predict that he would be able to play and then yeah he had a monster game but you know he, it was it was a you kind of have to make the the decision in your mind. Well, what am I going to do? Am I going to go with the guys who I know are going to play, or am I going to try to risk it there? And you know, the wide receivers are obviously a little bit more of a point opportunity. They're less, you know, injury prone. If you've got a running back who goes into a game who's already kind of hurt, unless he's Josh Jacobs, <laughs> the odds of him producing are probably pretty low. So uh, I see what he was thinking there, but unfortunately, it did cost him. So. Uh, The Pee-Wee-McLean combination get back into the Super Bowl. Um, I believe this is the, what, uh, second time in the last three years, if I'm I'm not mistaken. Um, So, yeah, congrats to them. And that's going to wrap up everything in terms of the recaps of this show, uh, the first week of the playoffs. So now we can move into the waiver wire and talk about some of the transactions that took place prior to playoff week two beginning waiver wire waiver wire hello welcome to your
0: week two edition of the waiver wire segment uh this is going to be a great one because there's only one and it's myself acquiring donovan peoples jones (laughs) uh wide receiver from cleveland and releasing Devin duvernay uh (laughs) Uh, the only thing I can say about it is because uh, Chris Olave is questionable, and I don't have another receiver to start in case I need someone to start for the Rumble. It's a so, Rumble. Rumble moves, huh? Yeah, it's a Rumble move. Uh, yeah, and that'll conclude your <laughs> waiver wire segment for a Playoff Week Two. <laughs> I love this league.
2: You gotta love that. I was gonna say you gotta love that, don't you? I was so glad uh... no
0: one else made any pickups. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, if the let's say the cookie jar is pretty empty. They're down it's down to the crumbs and they're all stale. So there's not really much much to pick up and then you know the other part of it is a lot of people have kind of checked out. Although not as many as I thought with how many rumble entrants we have. But uh before we get into that, Tony, can we check out the emails for this week?
0: There's a letter in your mailbox.
1: And we do have a couple emails. <clears throat> So thanks again to all the uh, owners out there, particularly Hanzo and K-Wall, for uh, taking the time out. And our first email comes from Hanzo. It's titled, Country Dairy Eggnog," And it says, this nog is divine. If you see this at your local grocery store, get it. So again, it's called Country Dairy Eggnog. Bishop, have you ever had this?
0: No, I'm Googling it right now, though. Country, dairy, eggnog. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I have this issue now where my youngest kid is likes eggnog, so if I buy it, it's gone by the time I get home from work. Oh. So I have to figure something out where I get a separate fridge and put a, a lock on it or something. This needs to <laughs> become a thing. Most people,
1: most people like hide their booze from their kids. You're just going to hide your eggnog from the kids.
0: Yes. Oh, apparently this is a a Michigan product. No wonder why Micah likes Ah, it. Got
2: it. Uh, You got an agenda. Uh, Real quick on the eggnog topic. That's exactly where I was going with this. So uh, the day before I flew out here, so last Friday was our Christmas party at the office. And I was talking to one of my coworkers and I asked him about eggnog. And he said, no, we don't have eggnog the closest thing they have to eggnog is this thing called zabaglione but it's not even it's not really eggnog what it's what it is it's a it is like it's like an italian dessert where they use egg yolks sugar and wine and they use it to kind of like either you dip like cookies in it or fruit or whatever the case may be if you want to google it it's actually you know what let me put the name in the chat because you guys would never be able to spell this if your <laughs> yeah, life's depended the on it because the it's an italian word it <laughs> yeah. Zabaglione. Yeah. <laughs> Zabaglione. <laughs> but, but yeah i just i just dropped it in the discord and yeah because i was describing eggnog and they're like oh it's kind of like this i'm like yeah not so much because eggnog the, the the biggest difference obviously it's like it's more liquidy it's like a beverage and it includes like nutmeg and cinnamon and stuff like that. While this is just straight up like sugar, egg yolks, and then usually like a marsala wine or something along those lines. So no, there is no eggnog in Italy. However, um, literally the day I landed, my dad's like, I got eggnog in the fridge, overweiss, want a glass? And I'm like, yes. So my dad sprung for the overweiss eggnog because uh, it's, it's a huge hit in the household. So this, so despite not, it not existing in Italy, It is definitely a hit with the Italian household here in the U.S.
0: Well, that's two two things I just learned today. Never go to Italy, and uh, Giuseppe's dad is cooler than Giuseppe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, next. You learned the second one today. Yes. All right, next email is again from Hanzo. It says, "Our it is I Will Start Detroit Lions Defense.'" and it says with or without hurts i will start detroit lions defense and become champion or i might lose and get a participation trophy instead so he's he's throwing his 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 name in the hat here he is sticking with the detroit lions defense in the
2: super bowl that's what that's what this says i mean it's a bold move at, on the road at Carolina, not that Carolina is the greatest team in the world, and that's his other defense. But no, yeah. I mean, I guess he's hoping for some H- Hutchinson sacks and things like that. But I don't know.
1: It's funny because we'll see what happens. Like I mentioned last week, uh, <laughs> the Tennessee Titans, who Micah had on his roster, have a cupcake matchup this week against Houston. So um, probably should yeah. have dropped them. Maybe you should have dropped Carolina instead. But uh, I digress.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Last email from Hanzo.
2: Okay. Oh, good. We have another one. Yeah, we got. We didn't, didn't know we had 3. That's amazing. Dude, dude's been a machine this year. M&K, Well, you're you're 100% right. I I appreciate it very much the, the fact that you guys are are in it every week. So, yeah. thank you. Yeah.
1: We we def desperately need the uh, audience participation to keep this show afloat. Yeah. And uh we appreciate it greatly. Uh last email from Hanzo titled December Hurricane. And uh, this just came in like twenty minutes ago, so I think he's watching the <laughs> Thursday night football game. All right, it says I missed the memo that the winter hurricane was hitting New Jersey. One half of football has been played, and zero looks for Zay Jones. Unless this rain halts his, per- his- unless this rain stops, his prospects are dim crossing my fingers that someone on Pee-wee's roster drinks rancid eggnog and gets the shits this weekend. So he's not, he's not real happy with what's going on in this Jets game.
2: Uh, I got a fun stat about this game. So the Jets had seven possessions on offense with Wilson at quarterback, and they, they uh, gained a total of 78 yards. They had one possession with that Strubler guy, and they gained 83 yards that possession. So... <laughs> Awesome. That's, I mean, my God, is Zach Wilson bad. Number two pick overall. He's going to make people forget about the Bears trading for Mitch, trading us for Mitch. That's <laughs> how bad this Zach Wilson thing is. Oh, God. Because they could have had Justin Fields.
1: Yep. yep. They sure could have. All right. Well, uh... emails are done. I guess uh, let's talk about picks. Um I, uh I had lunch with Giuseppe a couple days ago and he's he slipped me as 20 as uh <laughs> all right um so Bishop's having some uh technical difficulties we'll try and uh reconnect the satellites uh in a minute here uh but Giuseppe already paid up his 20 bucks um I think the best you can do is tie Giuseppe and uh to do that mm-hmm. to do that I I mean I have to miss both of these matchups and you have to nail both of them. So um last week
2: Yeah, I'm not very confident. <laughs> uh
1: last week I went over two. That's why I gave you the money. Yeah. am last week I went over for two and you you went one for two. You picked Pee Wee to win and I picked Matt. Uh we both picked me so uh season long total is I'm in the lead with fifty six just up so with 54 and then turtles i mean hasn't submitted a, a pick in a while but bishop only 49 correct so um yeah there's two games left to pick here i mean we're not going to pick rumble winners that'd be s- it's just silly um so that's uh that's the picks so it looks like i'm gonna end up winning all the money uh so bishop and turtle uh please uh Send money whenever you can. I know it's the holiday season and it's tough, but uh, you owe me 20 bucks.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I think next year, if I'm participating in these picks, I need to have some sort of a cushion or a buffer because I am at a significant disadvantage. Because, but I have, I'm seven hours ahead of you guys. So I have to submit picks before a lot of times people even like made lineup changes or even pickups mm-hmm. because of time zones. Sure. So, I'm. Uh, I would like to get at least like a, a, a plus one or a plus two or something like that going into it because it, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough making picks that early, and then it doesn't. It, it would. The way to like circumvent that would be I send them my Thursday morning, but then they don't get onto the podcast, and it right. doesn't make for content. So it's not really good on that side either. But. I don't know. We're gonna have to reconfigure this because I think I'm gonna be fighting an uphill battle every year that I'm in Italy when uh, when it comes to these picks.
1: I mean, you you destroyed Bishop so, and Turtle, on. so I mean, you you did a pretty good job here. Well, yeah,
2: because <laughs> I mean, they're you know, I'm. I'm sorry, I should be, like, uh, surprised (laughs) or excited about that. Bishop doesn't watch football. Like, he doesn't watch anything. He's he's trying to get – he's still staring at trampolines that are stuck in a neighbor's tree for the last three weeks. And Turtle, I mean, come on, man. He's the best fantasy football manager in every league, but ours. I mean, like, uh, I so I don't know. What, I don't know what to say on that side either. But uh, I guess I'm not. I'm not surprised either way. What I am surprised about is we have seven entries for the Rumble this year.
1: That's awesome. Seven entries. Um, Welcome yeah. back, Bishop. I think uh, we've re- I, uh, reconnected the satellites, and you're you're back with us. Are you are you okay? Oh, maybe not. <laughs>
2: Uh you might have spoke too soon. I guess so.
1: Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll work uh, on no. that. But uh, let, all right, who's in the Rumble? Let's let's go down the list here.
0: One question. So,
2: oh there he is. There he is. So the Rumble entrance we have are Matt, Time Time, and out of nowhere, Mike. So yes. uh, with all due respect, Mike is in the is in the Rumble. Uh, BDI. As we mentioned before, the lowest scoring team last week decides that he's he's ready to go for the Rumble. Uh, Tony, you're in the Rumble. Uh, Micah is in the Rumble, ah, he and can, he finally, cannot be in the Santino.
1: Hold on, back it up.
2: Oh, you are right. Yeah. you are right. He's in the championship game. He is not eligible for the Rumble.
1: Correct. You are a
2: hundred percent right. Let me uh, so let six, me fix that really six quickly. Six entrance then. Huh? Six entrance. Yes. Yes. Right. Six entrance. That's pretty good. Yeah, Santino uh, sent me a message uh, this morning while he was uh, bringing bread, I believe, and let me know that he was going to participate in the Rumble. And I said, oh, okay. Oh, I'm uh, surprised by that. But... Yeah, there you go. All right, so things are updated, and now we're all set. So, yeah, six entrants in the Rumble. So, um, real quick, I will mention or remind folks that we are in a two week rumble because this is a uh, week, um, 16 and now there's 18 weeks in this godforsaken NFL season instead of 17. And so I manually have to combine the points from the first week and the second week to find out who the grand champion is, because unfortunately RT sports does not have that capability. So, uh, Bishop, there you go. whatever happens this week, do not think that you're out of it or in it just because of one week. You still have the the last week.
1: Bishop, did you know that the rumble was two weeks? Because I totally forgot that it was.
2: I didn't know it was two weeks last year
0: when I won it. <clears throat> <laughs> I uh I, I lost the rumble week one last year and I just assumed I lost. And then I get like a text saying, Congrats on the rumble the week after, and I was like, Oh, well that's a thing. I'll take it. <clears throat>
1: I don't remember when with this went live. Did is this is this the second year of
2: this? Correct, because last year was the first year of the extra week, and when we had the draft, uh-huh. we were trying to figure out how to manage the schedule, and we agreed let's just keep everything as is and constant for like playoffs and stuff like that. But uh, then we were talking about the rumble because that was kind of the one wrinkle. And I was at first thinking we do two individual rumbles, so that way you have an opportunity of like two two yeah. bites of the apple. But everybody said, no, why don't we just do the same one, but do it over two weeks. So I'm like, okay, that's fine too.
0: And like, I'm not even trying to like be funny or sarcastic. I legitimately do not remember any of this. <laughs> I, I don't, don't remember this, I, any of this conversation. I don't either, buddy. Yeah, that's been, I was probably there. <laughs> yeah, I was probably there, but I don't remember any of this.
2: Yeah, I was in person for that draft because I remember that when we talked about it. Yeah, I believe if I'm not mistaken, Chris was the one who had the idea of of combining them, and that was the one that like everybody kind of went with. So
1: awesome! Well, maybe we can double the entry next year. Let me let's vote that in.
2: <laughs> so it's twenty bucks. Smart. Jeez. Yeah, there yeah. But then <laughs> the odds of getting yeah, I was going to say the odds of getting people who are who collect two weekly payouts and then be willing to do it is uh is a lot of is not as let's say as quick, but. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the playoff games. Cause we, that's, that's the important part. So as we've mentioned already a couple of times, we are recording this on Thursday evening. There is a game going right now that is currently in the fourth quarter and almost over. So we do have, let's say some visibility as to, uh, what's happening, but, um, you know, we we will 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 use this information, you know, in a in a way that won't let's say uh, sway things too majorly. So the first matchup we have in the third place game is uh, Matt's still remaining the same team name. So I don't think you have to play the R. Kelly this week I'm for it, Tony. I'm not gonna. Buy uh, that, I build yeah. <laughs> leave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I can fly against your occasional crotch shot. Now we do not have lines for these games from RT Sports because the games have already happened. Um, going into it, I would assume Tony was probably the favorite. It was eight and a but, half. Uh, I it could was eight be mistaken. Eight, yeah, eight and a half. Eight and a half? half. Okay. Cool. Um, and so re- Tony's the only guy that he's got currently playing is Christian Kirk. Everybody else is going to be on the other days, which we haven't. We really haven't talked about uh, prime time. I know. Yesterday, while Tony was working through technical difficulties, we kind of discovered that the NFL is playing games on Saturday and Sunday this week, or at least the full slate on sa- on Saturday instead of Sunday. Um, what do you think about this? Like, do you think that the holiday should have an impact on when the games are played, especially if they're still playing the games on that holiday?
0: Well, I, I, I my guess would be to <clears throat> why that is, is they don't like, there's a lot of people who would probably complain about playing on the holiday. Like, like, is the case on Thanksgiving, uh, They'd rather be with their family, so they try to minimize the amount of complaining while still keeping there being a game on that day. So I don't know. That's that's my guess to m- mitigate complaining.
2: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like Tony, like it's it's weird, right? Like, yeah, I get that college football is not being played; they're in bowl games or whatever. But still, like a full slate on Saturday is just. I don't know. I don't. I, I wonder if they
1: have data that says like more people watch TV on Christmas Eve than Christmas Day or something like that. But like at my house, like Christmas Eve is the big day, and like Christmas Day is like just mm-hmm. a, a rest and like recover day. So like I'm like the opposite of what the NFL thinks is 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 real, I guess. So
0: interesting. I, mean, I my family is the opposite. Like Christmas Eve is like nothing, and then. Christmas Day is like the travel day where we yeah. do Christmas here, then we go to my parents, and then she calls her parents. They do like a Skype thing. And yeah, set, like Christmas Day is like a big, busy time for us. I don't
2: know. The I don't know. The only other theory, uh, yeah, the only other theory I have, and it's a weak one, is traditionally Christmas Day is like reserved for the NBA where they have like Uh, the full slate of games from morning until night. And maybe the NFL just wanted to be like respectful of that. But at the same time, they dropped a a noon game, a three o'clock game and a night game. So they're still covering all of those different times. So I honestly have no idea, but either way, um, Saturday is going to be the big NFL day and make sure that, you know, you you know that going into it and you don't have uh, the luxury of waking up on Sunday morning to make changes because Odds are your guys have already played at that point. So, um, Tony, you're in this game. Time time, why don't you start with the predictions? I'll go next, and then Tony can, can finish it on, on his side. Who do you got this in this uh, matchup for the third-place game, which is $850 U.S. American dollars?
0: I think it's definitely going to be
2: Tony. Uh, Matt is
0: starting... Uh, Justin Fields against Buffalo. I'm not sure why that over-under is 40 unless the Bills plan on putting up 40, which is possible. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Rhombus Stevenson. I don't even know if he ends up playing. I bet you fucking Belichick's just going to bench his ass. He ain't going to see another snap. Did you just call him Rhombus? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Whatever his fucking name is, Rumpus. I'm not pronouncing. I'm not pronouncing all that. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna take Tony and probably by a lot. What do you guys say?
2: Um, I would pick Matt if he would have played Jacksonville's kicker. He's got 14 points on his bench tonight, but uh, I don't know if Detroit's gonna be able to put up that. The kicker is gonna be able to put that out, but I think this game's gonna be a lot closer than you uh, you kind of laid it out to be. Uh, the, the key is definitely going to be that Bills versus Bears matchup. Um, we have been talking about it, at least internally, is that a uh, snowstorm started earlier today here in Chicago, and supposedly the snow is supposed to continue until about 6 a.m. on Saturday. Again, to what degree and depth, who knows? But one of the, the important things is that the temperature is going to drop significantly, and it's going to be super cold and super windy, and he is never good for football when it comes to quarterbacks. However, Fields is a guy who has the ability of breaking out. You know, breaking you know long runs. You know, Josh Allen's a good running quarterback as well, but he's not, let's say, in the same mold as a Justin Fields in terms of that. That so Fields could have a, a good game here, um, but I don't know. I, I think Matt's going to struggle to to win this game as much as I wanted to pick him. Uh, I don't like a lot of the the guys that he's kind of got lined up. Philadelphia without Jalen Hurts, I know that means that Miles Sanders is probably going to get a lot of action, but I don't know if that's necessarily a great thing against Dallas, who's going to be uh, trying to recover after that loss against Jacksonville last week. Ramondre, like you said, is, is hurt, and who knows what's going to happen. Tyreek will probably have a good game because Green Bay's defense is pretty weak. McLaurin is going up against San Francisco on the road. San Francisco's got one of the best defenses in the league right now. So I think I'm going to give the edge to Tony, but it'll be a very, very close game. Um, single digit victory for Tony is what I got.
1: Oh, yeah. uh, I thought I was going to win uh, before I saw what happened in this Thursday night game, which Christian Kurt <laughs> has three points and he's not going to touch the ball again. Cause this game's going to end in like two minutes here. Uh, so a stinker game from him. He, he had a great game. Like, football wise he had a couple like awesome blocks uh but not much passing there was like a a rainstorm type of situation in the first half and then they got up to such a huge lead the jets were never really into it so there's no reason to throw the ball uh so that sucks for me and that's just going to make this game closer um all right, the Buffalo Bills defense coming to Chicago. Did you know that this could be the coldest game in Soldier Field history? I thought that that was crazy, but uh, that's what they're saying. It could be the coldest game in in, in the Soldier Field history.
2: Very strange. Have you ever been to like a really really cold game at Soldier Field?
0: No, never. Yes, I have. <laughs> Me, Me, Worm, too. and Micah went to a play the playoff game against. The Against Eagles. the Eagles, yeah, 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 that. where Hugh Douglas mm-hmm. killed uh, Jim Miller, and that game was balls cold. Like we, we just went to go buy hot chocolate just to hold it to keep us warm. We wouldn't <laughs> even drink it. Like we just, it was more beneficial to hold it.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, that stadium is really rough because the wind just penetrates through the stadium when it's cold. I went to the last game of the regular season in 1995 when the Bears played the St. Louis Rams at the time <laughs> and it was a meaningless game because neither team was making the playoffs. Tony Banks was the quarterback for the freaking Rams and it was ridiculously cold. Both my dad and I were wearing like our hunting like bright orange like uh, like coveralls blanket cardboard on the ground for the, so that your feet don't freeze to the concrete. It was absolutely brutal. <laughs> well, yeah, Not fun. all
1: that's going to happen uh, at soldier field this week. And uh, we got both quarterbacks and that, that'll be interesting um, when it comes down to it. I, I think Josh Allen is uh, in a heads up matchup. I think he's got the, the, the I think he's got the, uh, the advantage here. So that's going to come huge in this game. And I, I gotta think that Devontae Adams is gonna bounce back. Um I don't know. I it's that's that's really tough to predict. Just like uh Rhombus Stevenson in, in in his health. Uh I don't know. I think uh I think the the Cowboys are gonna shut down the Eagles this week. You go from Jalen Hurts to Gardner Minshew, I mean there's gonna be a lot of three and outs, and that's gonna hinder Miles Sanders' ability to stay on the field. So I'm going to take me. I think I'll win. And uh, I think I'll outscore both teams in the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. Interesting.
2: All right. Next matchup, which is the championship game. We've got Micah's Serbia against Wee McLean's Cologne rocks. And, if I'm not mistaken, prior to this game, Cologne Rocks was like a 12 or 12 and a half point favorite. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember yeah. seeing that it was in double digits. That sounds right to me. Um, okay. Uh, I guess I'll go first here, and then we'll go Tony, and then primetime you can close it out just to change the order up a little bit. Uh, I'm taking Cologne Rocks, you know, just, you know. Obviously, we know that Zay Jones is laying an egg here and is not going to do anything else. But even prior to that, I was feeling pretty good about his team. I think that uh, the Kansas City combination that he's got right now is is rolling. And Kansas City's a 10-point favorite in basically a 50-point over-under game against Seattle. Seattle's defense has not been good compared to what it used to be. A lot of those guys are gone. They've got some talent, but not to the degree that they're going to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes and company. So I think that's a big game there. Uh, I also really like Austin Eckler against the the Colts. Eckler has been very, very good this year. Um, the Chargers are making a, a, a good, like, playoff push right now as a wildcard team, and he's been a catalyst for them in that sense. So th- those three guys are going to really put up a lot of points on Peeley McLean's side. Uh, we've kind of already alluded to it, Justin – or uh, – Jalen Hurts, excuse me, is not playing for the Eagles. So Micah's starting Gardner Minshew <laughs> against Dallas. And uh, I'm sorry, that's just not going to do it. I don't think that he's going to give you anywhere near the production of a guy who is basically the MVP of the league this year is. And that's the, the, the primary position for points in our league. So um, I think that's going to be too big of a hill for Micah to climb. So I'm going to go with uh, Wee McLean here. Tony.
1: I'm gonna agree. Um, obviously we know that Zay Jones has one point and uh he had nine on his bench with Travis Etienne. Uh that, that worked out last week for you, but it did not work out this week. Uh you're gonna desperately need those eight points that you you sat down. And this is really gonna be matchups for me. Uh I like Pee Wee McLean's matchups better. He's in some big over under games. You got uh forty nine and a half, forty nine and a half, forty five and a half. 49 and a half, 46 and a half, 50 in the green Bay, uh, Miami game. And, uh, Travis Kelsey has been in kind of struggling lately. Um, Devante Smith's really going to struggle this week in the cold and without Jalen hurts. Uh, and I, uh, I pray that, uh, Nick Chubb, uh, I know he's been banged up. I think he's, I think they said he's going to play, but I don't know how effective he will be, uh, on one leg. Against uh the New Orleans Saints. That's a thirty-two over under Bishop. Thirty two Are you done? I'm taking, P- I'm taking pee I'm taking peewee. Yep.
0: All right, good. Okay. Not so fast, my friend. Okay. <laughs> does does Pee Wee have the better roster? <laughs> yes. Does Pee Wee have the better matchups? Yes. But I'm taking Micah. He is six and eight from the Dicka division. There's no reason he should be in the Super Bowl, but he is. And I feel like Gardner Menchu is going to uh, prove why he's Gardner. Hang on, wait. Before I continue, does he still have a mustache?
1: No, he does not. He has a full beard. I saw it today. It's a full beard. The mustache is gone. Wait, That's the mustache such- is
0: gone, or he has the mustache well, and beard. He has
1: a mustache, but he also has a full beard. It's not like a handle. Well, what I'm mustache. saying
0: is, he could shave the beard by Saturday. He could, and still have the mustache. Okay, so okay, that, so my my prediction is still intact. <laughs> I think Gardner Menchu will shave his beard, keep the mustache, and perform well against Dallas, who's not expecting Gardner Menchu. You know, they've been game planning for this. Uh, the, the other guy, I can't remember his name. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're so game planning for him. Gardner-Manchu is going to come in and tear it up. Uh, Nick Chubb, you said the over-under is 32. Give me the over on that game. Give me Nick Chubb. He doesn't need two feet. He only needs one. Uh, <laughs> David Montgomery, like I said in that game, uh, maybe. Uh, Travis Kelsey's is going to do well. He's due for an explosion game. I know Patrick Mahomes is on the other side, but with every Travis Kelsey touchdown, Micah takes a one-point lead. So, uh yeah, you know what? Give me Micah. It's going to be ugly. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be if Micah wins. It's going to be an ugly game. It's going to be like forty to thirty-five. But I'm, 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 I'm trying here.
2: I appreciate the effort. Uh, quick fact: I think that K. Well pulled was uh, the over under in that Cleveland game of thirty-two is the lowest in an NFL game in the last fourteen years. Ooh. So. Not a lot of expectations from the from the sports books in that game in terms of points, but um, so yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens. So obviously, best of luck to the the boys in in the playoffs, especially the championship game, guys. Micah, McLean on that side, Tony obviously in the third place game with with Matt, and then the other guys who are in the rumble. You know, it's always nice to, to make a couple of bucks we will be recording after christmas the next time i hope to be able to join you guys if you guys all allow me it's been very very fun to get another opportunity to do this it it was missed greatly on my side um i do enjoy listening to you guys every week it's definitely a nice connection a lifeline back to life back in the u.s so having the opportunity of doing this was uh was great everybody have a very merry christmas drive safe stay safe i know especially us here in Chicago right now. The weather's very cold. You know, pipes can burst. Stuff like that can happen. So just stay safe, be safe. And then, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk next week. This has been the Championship Week Fantasy Football Scoop. And... Ooh. Man, the fucking primetime sucks.
0: All right, show's over. I'm tired.
1: and Poop Fantasy Podcast, now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at
2: gmail.com.